This week's episode of Greetings from Wonderland is brought to you by Dog Boy, Den of Thieves, by Bill Meeks. Available now on the Amazon Kindle at CreateSpace and find out more at dogboyadventures.com. What were you and my father talking about? What do you think? You. What about me? If you'd ever forgive him, blah, blah, blah. Do you think I should forgive him? Definitely not. But I think you will. Why is that? Because it's the right thing to do, Alice. And you, unlike me, will usually do the right thing. Greetings from Wonderland. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. And this is something that matters even more to you. Me. We also talk about Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. I think I messed... Did I mess that up? I might have messed that up. I think you completely butchered it, but it's okay. We're going to keep that. Yeah. Oh, we're going to keep it. Uh, no problems. Uh, we that's always our guest, That's our guest. We'll introduce her in a minute. Anne-Marie, I think uh, before we get into the main meat of the episode, uh, we do want to clear up a little something that we were very insistent upon last episode. <laughs> Okay, the show is not canceled. Mm-hmm. The show is not canceled. It apparently isn't even trimmed. Apparently, uh, the only show on ABC next next season is Once Upon a Time in Wonderland. They're replacing the entire schedule <laughs> with Once Upon a Time over in Wonderland. Over and over and over, because we're yeah. really going to like it. It'll just uh, be the same episode played over and over. Well, it'll be the same one episode, play that episode in reverse, play it back again. It'll and be, they'll do it in Spanish. Yeah, maybe a little German God of tweets, (laughs) (laughs) but up until I think our when we recorded our last episode, I couldn't find anything on the Internet's past episode eight. Pretty sure literally the next day um, there was like Twitter outrage from the creators saying that the show was not canceled. I was like, oh, Adam doesn't go off on people. He went off on that guy. (laughs) Well, it could have been a situation where it was coinciding with the fact that he finally got the news and he wanted to share it, but there were people bitching out on uh, Twitter it, or whatever. It was a big Twitter. It was like vicinity or like BuzzFeed. It was like one of the big hubs for news, yeah. and they were posting flat out like, this show is canceled, and Adam was like, hold, hold the phone. <laughs> well, for all of you listening, that is our guest this week, Hope Mullinax. What's up? Yeah, you might recognize that name. Yes. Uh, Hope writes it writes in uh, all the time, all the time, I, or tweets us, or you know, we we just uh, we're back and forth on Twitter all the time. Uh, she was also on the uh, Once Upon Its Second Season panel with me at Dragon Con. But uh, how you doing tonight, Hope? Good. I got off work, so I'm much better now because retail <laughs> on the holidays is not it's fun. torture. Yeah. It's it really, absolute torture. Yeah, that, I guess this is my favorite holiday, circle so. of hell, right? Retail on the holidays. Yes. In the holidays. Yes, I am still recovering from Black Friday. <laughs> I don't even want to think about that. I think I worked like 25, 30 hours between Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I was like the overnight manager, but like the day before to get ready there for Black yep. Friday, I was till 4 a.m. on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Yep. Yep. <laughs> uh, speaking of recovering from stuff, though, Hope, you're also recovering a little bit from Enchanticon, too, right? The Once Upon a Time convention they had down, what was it, Orlando, I think? Yes, it was. Yeah. How how was that? Well, um, see, I'm, 
I, I did a nice, like, full recap in my blog, and uh, I've gotten two reactions from it. Like, I've gotten, the, the majority of the people who went were, this was, like, their first convention, so they just didn't really know. And then there's, like, people like me and Rebecca, who have been going to conventions for years. I've been Rebecca going to from uh, Operation Cobracast. Uh, she's been on the show before us. Yeah, she was on Wonderland two weeks ago? Yeah, yeah. something, yeah, uh, a couple weeks ago. ago. Yeah. Yeah, and so, like, I'm sitting here, like, seeing all these mistakes that are happening, and everyone kept letting it go, like, oh, well, Enchanticon's a first-year con. Well, I went to 221B con earlier this year, and it was also a first-year con, and it was world's difference. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the people who could afford to do, like, the big packages and do all the things had an awesome time, and I'm so happy they had a great time, because I wanted them to. Mm -hmm. But the people who couldn't really afford going, uh, they got left with, like, just tons of downtime. Like, there was three-hour chunks of nothing to do, which oh, is wow. just completely Ugh. weird at cons. And the price point was insane. Like, it costs more than a Comic-Con ticket. Wow. We wow, agree. That's... That is why we did not work. <laughs> yeah. Together. And I, I went So to, what like... were what were the premium packages like? Uh, what did you get just like a sit down with some of the actors or yeah, there's a lot of things. Like you I uh, got to go to meet and greets and it was like groups of ten and you got one on one like like thirty minutes to an hour or like one on one with your actor of choice. But you had to pay for each package. Unless you did like the big bigger packages where you got a choice of like three actors or five actors. Yeah. Um but if you wanted it, if you got one of the little packages but you wanted to do a meet and greet so you had to pay for those separately you had to pay for the fairy tale ball which i'm very much against because i've never paid for a dance ever in 12 years of conventions yeah which i yeah. just found that ridiculous well i mean i mean it's just uh, i i mean i haven't been to a ton of conventions but any convention i've ever been to it's you pay your admission your ticket to get in and you know there might be one or two little events that you have to pay a little extra for here or there but in general that's the exception not the rule like you you don't have to pay for every little thing you know yeah. th throughout the convention and and they you know a lot of times what they do to so they can still provide you know that premium uh, sort of events like dances and things like that is they offset the cost with uh, like vendors and stuff too. And I guess there weren't even that many vendors there or anything. No, there was two on the first day and a few more the second day. And they were in this ginormous room all by themselves. Mm. And that was, that was pretty much like my big criticism of the entire con is I don't think they really took the time to look at the fandom because mm -hmm. uh, I, I keep I kept referring to it back in my recap uh, back to 221 Beacon, and they actually went out of the way. They they put on Twitter like, "What do you guys want to see out of our con?" Mm -hmm. And they did a lot of fandom crossovers. Like a big thing in the Sherlock fandom is like Cabin Lock and Who Lock and Super Who Lock, which is like crossing over Supernatural, Doctor Who, and Sherlock together. <laughs> they're they're really great. And so they did like Doctor Who panels because Mark Gatiss and Stephen Moffat write for those shows. Yeah. And then they did like Cabin Pressure panels because Benedict Cumberbatch is. And cabin pressure and they they really wanted to appease the fans and do something that the fans would like mm -hmm. now uh from what i heard at enchanticon like they only got a twitter just because it was a convention they never really been on tumblr they really didn't ask the fans anything and they just kind of did what they wanted to do and um my friend shannon who was on the panel with us uh a dragon con she, uh -huh. i asked her if she was going to convention she said well no it's not a fan convention it's a look at the pretty people on like on display convention and she used much stronger language that i will not use on your podcast 
<laughs> it's all right. I already cursed once. So I accidentally. Yeah. But... Oh, well, no, well, okay. She called it a celebrity wank off convention. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so, and that's pretty much what it was. Now the actors were great. It was so great seeing them all again. Um, because I saw Keegan and Raphael at uh, Dragon Con, and oh, yeah. it was nice because they remembered me. And like the stuff that you could afford, like I snuck into a fancy cocktail party. I wasn't mm. really supposed to be at. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I kind of halfway got permission, so I didn't fully sneak into it. And it was great. It was great. Like, Gil was wonderful. Um, it was. I kind of wish I got to meet him after he's been in a few more episodes, because I'm only really familiar with him in like the one episode of Supernatural he was in. Mm-hmm. But he was great, and Ethan Embry was my big surprise. Like, he is the most approachable person ever. Was it? Was he upset about his character being killed off? I didn't get a chance to ask him. Um, actually, we had this like in-depth talk about normality compared to social standards. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> because we just that like I I try, I always try to talk to them as people because that's the way, like working in theater that's what they are to me they're just people. Um, well, you would see other people be like, oh my god, it's Ethan Embry. <laughs> but um, and then Keegan was lovely and a smashing dresser dresser as she always is. She oh always god. is. I I got very starstruck with her at Dragon Con. Oh yeah, she oh, was re- she was ready for business at Dragon Con. She was just like oh, yeah. decked to the nines and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then who's the other person? Oh, David Anders. Oh, uh, that was that was. How did you forget that? Who, who else? Who else? Oh, oh, one of my favorite characters from the show. That's he is my favorite character. I'm a diehard whale watcher. Like, see, I'm I couldn't so remember if it was Jefferson these. or Whale. Jefferson, <laughs> your... no, they're, they're equal to me. I, I see them both equally because I think they've equally brought the exact same to the show, and we wouldn't have Neverland season three without them. But that's just me. Um, <laughs> my diehard theory. Um, but definitely, uh, he was probably the one I was most nervous about, and I was excited because I was telling him some of my theories, and he said it sounded better than what they write in the show. <laughs> granted they were all theories on his character so if those were written in he would get work and he's also stated before on once podcast interview with him that he wants to be a regular on the show so yeah but it was well, now that they're headed home maybe that'll happen maybe. And, and you but you, was, uh, you you taped a little bit of that that with uh, david right Oh yeah, I had a ten minute interview, and it was ten yeah. minutes from the moment I walked in the door. So <laughs> is is that linked from the from from the post you put up on your Tumblr? No, it's not. Um, that's actually I should do that. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Bill. Um, but I I it is up on my uh Twitter feed and or my uh what's it called my podcast feed. <laughs> I have a podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it's up on my podcast feed. It's a little short little interview, and he was just absolutely lovely. It was my first time interviewing a, an actor, so I wish I shut up more because <laughs> 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 I just kept talking. <laughs> like, actors do like to talk. They they do like the sound of their own voice. A I know, bit. and I just I I gave him like the entire history of the, the commission uh, during uh, in the name of the brother because it's actually an incredibly tragic history. <laughs> and uh, but I just I was listening to it again. I was just like, oh my god, why didn't I shut up more? <laughs> but overall, like, I, and Shannon not for me. It's I, I like fan conventions. I go to cons to do mm-hmm. con stuff and do panels and roundtables and stuff like that. But people who actually, you know, could afford to do all the packages, they loved it. So I, it's really, I think it just depends on the person. Yeah. So, so basically, if you had to choose between Enchanticon or I don't know, maybe going to DragonCon next year and hitting Dragon- up all the Once Upon a Time <laughs> stuff. <laughs> DragonCon. DragonCon's my Dragon- birthday. DragonCon oh, always falls right. on my we birthday. We have like same birthday weekend. Yeah. So like, Anne Marie and I are birthday buddies. So. Yep. But um, okay. yeah, and, uh, so I always choose DragonCon. But I was actually and uh, chatting with Bree and Alex from Other Side of the Mirror about like the possibilities of doing our own Once Upon a Time fan convention. 
Well, that would be very cool. Like, like we'd be completely down for help, you guys helping. You should totally join us because we'll need we help putting it together. <laughs> we would love to because we emailed the EnchantaCon people when it was first announced and never got a reply. Yeah, we, yeah that, that, I, I've been hearing that from a lot of people that like <laughs> they weren't really active in replying back. And like that, that was another thing. They didn't they never updated their schedules like the schedule was wrong when you picked it up. They had the wrong time for our panels. And um, I was talking to this girl named Ashley, and she was an event planner, and they never wrote her back. And a lot of the art vendors I heard from another person, a lot of once-one-at-a-time artists wanted to come to the convention, and they never wrote back to these vendors that they could have had. That's so, a opportunity. It yep. was a lot of missed opportunities. But um, my it's all on my blog, Geeky Girl Experience. Actually, it's on my other blog, Once Upon an Obsession. <laughs> I have two blogs. I have a Once Upon a Time blog, and then I have my regular blog. But if you go to Once Upon a Time, com, I have the entire thing under my general writing section. Yeah, and I think we, we, we should have a, a link to it in the show notes uh, for this episode, too, at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. So uh, definitely check out her full report and the interview with David and everything else. And sounds like it was a bust. <laughs> you know, it was, it was the fan side of it was great. I loved meeting the fans. We, oh, yeah. I had a three-hour long panel with Other Side of the Mirror. Mm-hmm. And panels oh, yeah. are what, like an hour? We were like begging Generally. people to leave because we were starving. <laughs> <laughs> so like we had a we had like a like a thirty minute talk about like the mythos of just the fairies, like you know what happened with <laughs> Blue Fairy and how did Silver Mist get to Wonderland and Tink to Neverland? Like we and we talked about for like another thirty minutes, like the breakdown of how we thought the history of this world went, like with King George's invasions. How does charming? How is charming a prince? And so is Cinderella, and so is Eric. Like we talked about like that system for like a good 30 minutes and that will be up in a few weeks um i'm just so slammed at work with retail in the christmas season i haven't got a chance to i haven't had a chance to edit a three-hour podcast well we definitely uh appreciate you taking the time to come talk wonderland with us today uh let's see here amory why don't you go ahead and do uh you know the famous rhyming summary and then we'll go ahead and get started with our with our discussion for this week's episode of wonderland i'm excited Doing this before anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> you, if, if, if you had signed in at the right time, you could have even seen me typing it in. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> we travel to Agrabah to see Jafar's trials. The Sultan's his daddy, but he's in denial. Alice's dad gets thrown in a cage. Why Jafar looks just like him, it's harder to gauge. Jafar gets a clear motive. He wants to change magic. Alice forgives dad, whose prayers aren't sporadic. Alice and Will's plan is a dud, all in this week's episode, Bad Blood. I like that one. Good job, Thank Bill. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Pat myself on the back here. So, <laughs> so, uh, I would let's... pat you on the back, but I would hit my computer screen. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. How... We'll, we'll start with Amory. Amory, what would you think of this episode overall? Um, Not terrible. Um, <laughs> you no, didn't sound so convinced, but <laughs> no, no, it wasn't terrible. Um, I thoroughly enjoy all the Jafar backstory action. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, like he was better as a character this episode, even in the present day. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I, I don't know something about the way he stands when he's in like the full Jafar garb. Like when yeah. he was in the suit, he seemed a little more intimidating. Yes, he just, yeah. he just seems kind of goofy. Well, he, he hunches or he, he hunches or something in the dress. It's it's just I don't know. It's weird how he's standing. It's like he's trying to be intimidating, but it just comes off as kind of like I don't know, just bad posture or something. Well, you see now where he's learned it from in this episode from Daddy of the Sultan. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it wasn't bad. I actually really did enjoy the whole Sultan timeline 
mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but I don't know. God, I wanted to like, smack his little brother back. Oh. Well, yeah, I was waiting for that. I was really waiting for him to be like, you know what? So I hope, what did you think of the episode overall? I thought it was good. Um, last week was probably my favorite episode, so it's kind of hard to compare the two. Um, yeah, but... we've been finding it seems like every other ep- one episode's kind of bad, and then the next episode's pretty okay. And then the next one's kind of bad, and then the next one's pretty okay, and it goes on and on and on. Well, I mean, Wonderland did exactly what I thought it was going to do. Um, after because I I was more excited for Wonderland than I ever was for Neverland, but I just also love Alice in Wonderland, so I was I've been mm-hmm. like stupid excited for this show. Yeah. So like after uh the first episode and like it was kind of um I it did exactly what I thought it was would do, which I think it's built well on itself and it's building well on its own mythos. Mm-hmm. Um, because I also just firmly believe you cannot compare it to Once Upon a Time at all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only way you could compare it like to keep in mind is the same universe but the moment you compare it to the the like the real show the real show that sounds terrible um to the main <laughs> show it, it's bad yeah so i i think it did exactly what i done i what i thought and i thought i think it's building well every week and i think next week's gonna be really good Excellent. but that didn't answer your question it was good <laughs> <laughs> no but it definitely uh you know it it serves a purpose, but expe- and me and Amory were talking about this earlier today. It's just with how good the main series has been this season with the whole Neverland arc and everything, just how darkly fun it's been. Okay. The, the, it's just – if this show had come on last season when, the, the, you know, it kind of ebbed and – the main show kind of ebbed and flowed in quality, especially mm-hmm. the first half, it it would have been welcome. Would yeah. have been I think it would have done better or been more entertaining if they'd have done it at the mid-season break as was originally planned. Mm-hmm. Actually, I originally heard something that they were thinking about doing Once Upon a Time, Once Wonderland, and then Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and have, like, a, like that would have been awesome. All three in one night. <laughs> yeah, see, that would have been another way to I'd maybe get okay the ratings that. up on Wonderland. If people would, you like, know. leave their TVs on to wait for S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But like, I, that would have been an awesome like block of television, like, and I would get like two nights of my week, like in one night. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice to have those back. <laughs> yeah, and it, I was kind of, uh, if you hadn't picked up on it, I, I was kind of middling on the episode, but I was kind of excited that we finally got a clear motive for Jafar, and that's my first point here. Is basically, we we understand what why Jafar is chasing these genies, and it, it's because he wants to change the rules of magic so he can make his father love him. And uh, it, I, I was thinking, one, that's good because it gives us a, a main motivation finally for Jafar. Like we had a kind of a method. He was collecting genies, but now we have a why. He wants to change the rules of magic. Well, and uh, it, it, it could also be a, you know, a, a good hook back into the main show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, we knew he wanted to change the rules of magic. That was the last. That was in the serpent. They they established. Was that, that. the serpent? But, yeah, but they okay. didn't. They didn't. But they didn't tell us why. A, a why. Yeah, the why of it. The gaining, his, gaining his father's love. Sorry, it's, it was Skype sometimes. It, it can be all stepping over each other. Go ahead, Hope. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was apologizing because I stepped on you. <laughs> no, it's you fine. You mad. <laughs> no, you go first. No, you go first. No, you go first. Oh, you. <laughs> Stop being so nice, Bill. God. And then no one wins. I'm just going to go. No, but I think it'll be a good hook back into the main. It might be that might end up being the hook back into the main show because it seems like, uh, and we'll talk about it more in the news uh, section, but it seems almost like next week we might be seeing some sort of major magical event happening on the show. 
Uh, so I, I'm thinking maybe he might, he might, maybe he'll succeed and maybe that'll influence, you know, what's going on for the midseason break, which I believe is the following Sunday after the uh, midseason finale for Wonderland. See, I think it's going the opposite direction. I think we're hooking the main show back into this one. I mean, because if you look at Pan, like Pan has other people who lie for him, but he's mm-hmm. only said one lie, which was right in front of Henry when he was like, your parents don't love you. They're not really there. But other than that, he has never told a lie physically. And so I do think magic is actually dying and in and all these worlds. And that's why, you know, Blue Fairy is so protective of the pixie dust because uh, magic really is truly dying. So I think we're going to see it go the opposite way. And it's if Jafar changes the rules of magic, I think he's going to find out that that's not going to be able to happen because magic is, in fact, dying in Wonderland. Or maybe maybe it's something where he cha- tries to change the rules of magic and it starts the process of the killing of magic because you oh, know, it, be it, you know <laughs> compared to the t- compared to the timeline of the main show right now we're we're st- Emma and Snow are probably still in uh, the Enchanted Forest and everything yeah, so oh, I mean true. so anything could happen really but it was it was nice to finally get a why too but I uh, yeah, I believe that kind of leads into uh, your point Amory yes the man in the cage yes he is the Sultan. As confirmed finally, as as everyone with half a brain <laughs> gets yeah, by this basically. point. We have all predicted that one from the very beginning. Yeah. And unfortunately, he's a bad guy. I, mm. I think that's debatable. Uh, he was slapping a small child. He tried to drown him. He drowned him. <laughs> he drowned a kid he thought he was a son. <laughs> Yeah, but you got to think about like the society and like the history of society. Like, mm. you know, um, if, like look at our own Middle Eastern society and like what it was like a hundred years ago. It's a very similar premise. And like, you know, I, I always kind of think he doesn't have any relations to this kid. He didn't raise this kid. I mean, it'd be it's kind of like what Emma was like in season one. Like she wanted Henry to be her, her friend, but she didn't want Henry to be like her son. She wasn't ready for that. So I think it's just like, you know, he had just no ties to the sun and and jafar coming would just ruin everything because that's not that's so not appropriate in their society well i yeah so basically what you're saying within the context of the world it was an excusable action and probably not it wouldn't be considered anyone who would have witnessed it okay but (laughs) (laughs) we're not encouraging the drowning of children (laughs) but but given the context it wasn't I, it wasn't as evil as, say, doing it, it, like, me going upstairs and drowning my kid or something. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, a couple hundred years ago in, like, our Middle Eastern society, something like that could get you dethroned. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So... Yeah, but I definitely, I, I don't know. I just came away uh, at the end of the episode when they, when they, you know, they made the big reveal and he tried to trick Jafar by jumping into the pit. Like, I, I, I really didn't care <laughs> if he had died. I was like, well, you know what? He was kind of a jerk anyway. <laughs> and it, it, it all, it kind of made me actually question Jafar's the motivation we got from Jafar a little bit, just because if, if. The guy tried to kill you. Why do you want his acceptance or his love anyway? <laughs> I mean, like... Because he wants now, I have to wonder, like, in the time period from between he was the young sultan to the old sultan, because, like, he was a really young guy when Jafar was a kid. So for all we know, he could have gained all this wisdom and regret, but that's just a story we haven't seen. Because I, I always liked him. He always had this all, so much wisdom whenever he talked to Cyrus. And so I'm wondering if there is a time period from when he was young to when he was older, and he actually regretted those actions and told Jafar 
Jafar came back and pretty much tried to like kill him and imprison him, which I can see why then he would hate Jafar. Yeah, the, the the guy in the cage. I mean, he was my my third favorite character on the show until this week. But uh, Amory, you were going to say something? I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's gone now. <laughs> no, but I mean, he was my third favorite character until this week, and then and then once I found out that about him and how he treated uh you know young Jafar and everything, I just I was just like. Eh. I mean, just especially because of how easy it would have been for him to just say if, it. or I don't know, even just shown Yun Jafar a little more respect. Yeah, have him be the servant boy, uh, but you know, don't make him bite his tongue and don't try and kill him when he doesn't. You know, like yeah, he he could he could have been very quietly been the servant boy there in the palace. I mean, they might have had a slip up every once in a while. His most trusted advisors would have known the truth. But, you know, but I guess he was just so obsessed with having the other kid be the, the sultan after he died that he he just didn't want to risk that. And I yeah. think it was because um, Jafar was older than the other kid. Mm-hmm. So he definitely would have been the default. So he'd have been the default. Fine. Yeah, probably not, though, because he was a bastard child. I mean, like. You know, look at look at English history. It very rarely do bastard older children ever actually become kings. When it when instead, you know, you have the younger actually. I don't want to say pure blood because that's very Harry Potter. But when you have the younger <laughs> pure bloods. They tend to become kings more. Like bastard children rarely actually become. Well, like yeah, kings. back back in oldie times, you know, ba- bastard children, children that were born out of wedlock, they were kind of considered second class citizens anyway. I mean, Game of, Game of Thrones, the series Game of Thrones, touch on this, but I believe in. Any, any child who's born out of wedlock uh, is automatically given the last name of Snow to kind of like label them as like, oh, this guy's a, a bastard child or whatever. We said bastard probably 50 a times lot. in the past minute. Bastard. But it was all valid. It was yes, all valid. It's all referencing the show directly. It's in the Bible. It can't be a curse. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, okay. But yeah, I, I hope I don't get like, hey, Bob, like you support kids getting drowned in. Like, no. I don't that, that, uh, see why. That's going to be the episode description for this episode. On this episode, our guest Hope talks about why she wants to drown children. No, I used to be <laughs> a nanny. Don't do that. I love kids. Okay, uh, Hope, you had a, a point here about the Red Queen? Oh, I do. Hey. The Red Queen? I said that kind of weird. The you Red Queen. The Red Queen? <laughs> I mean, no, I just, I really enjoy seeing her, like, getting, especially in the last few episodes, becoming more proactive. Like, when, in the beginning of the season, she was kind of sitting back and letting J- Jafar do his thing. Mm-hmm. But a lot of that is because, um, I know you guys don't really like the Red Queen that much. I love her, especially oh, yeah. since she's very, she's keeping true to a lot of Carol's original work. Because he explained her one time as being pedantic to the nth degree and being unemotional. So I love seeing her character have those slips of emotion, like the teary eyes and stuff. But that's because that's going against her in the original canon. And so it's been fun watching her pretty much stand up to every man and telling her that she can do anything. Because in the beginning of the series, Jafar was just like, well, you're just a silly woman and you need to sit aside and let the men do her work. And that, and then she had an episode where she was like, no, no, Jafar, you're going to make me a sandwich. Okay, go away. <laughs> uh, and and so like in the last few episodes, she's told off the Tweedles. She's told off uh, Jafar. Like she's really stepping into her own character and do it getting things done herself and that's why like in heart of stone when will knew exactly what to tell her to make her mad because he was like you can't kill me you're not gonna kill me and she had a moment where she was pretty much like well yeah i love you but i'm gonna get an execution now because you said i couldn't mm-hmm. yeah so pretty much i re- i like watching her character because every man has tried to tell her no you cannot do this 
even her own servants do, and she has told them all about every single episode and has been doing her own thing, and I really enjoy watching her character grow in that way. Yeah, it, it's it, it's interesting because, you know, the, the actual physical being, I, I don't mind so much. It's just, I don't know, the, the kind of, I don't know, face she puts on when she's the Red Queen. It just face? Yeah, yeah a little yeah. bit. It just the Botox face. Uh, it just, it just. I don't know. They, her, her, I, I get what she's going for, and I get how it references the original work and everything. It just, I don't know. For some reason, it falls flat to me a little bit, especially any scene she's in with Jafar. It, just, it, it's, I think a lot of it's so hard because I think it's so easy to compare her to Korra. Mm-hmm. Well, it, yeah, that's another thing is uh, with the queens we've got on the main series. Uh, she, she doesn't quite stack up to to a Korra or a Regina. <laughs> Or something like that. She barely sucks up to like a Cinderella. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> and nice. I think maybe because we know that Cora is going to be making an appearance in the second oh, half. Really? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They announced that. That uh, Barbara. Hirsch... I was gonna say. I know we've said it on the show. Was it Barbara Hershey Cora or was it yes, Rose McGowan? They have yes, Barbara Hershey. Barbara Hershey Cora because she came to Wonderland as Barbara Hershey. Yeah, but you never know. She could. She's she a shapeshifter. Her, yeah. yeah. But no, it's definitely Barbara Hershey for at least one episode. Which, speaking what? of shapes if shifting, we saw a little bit of that this episode. Jafar turned into Alice's dad. With his and, polyjuice potion? Yes. With, <laughs> with the blood juice. <laughs> polyjuice potion is not blood oh, juice. juice. But, uh, you, you know, and I, I thought it was interesting, you know, especially, and I mean, this was probably, you know, intentional, but it, since we were seeing it juxtaposed with uh, the flashbacks for Jafar, considering him and Alice both had very neglectful, almost deadbeat dads. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I thought it was just interesting that he didn't gain any empathy towards Alice through that whole excursion of him pretending to be her dad and everything was still willing to just completely, uh, y- y- you know, uh, throw her dad away to try and get the wish after realizing how close her situation was to his, you know? Yeah. So I kind of like that. I think it showed the the deepest the deepest depth. It showed a lot of depth of their characters because I mean, Will even says like that's the difference with Alice. Like she's gonna forgive her father because she's a good person. And I think it boils down to like you know what makes a good and a bad person. Alice is truly a good person because even with this hateful past, she'll still forgive him. But Jafar has no urge to do that. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know. It's just like me. If I was in that situation, if I was there, you know, pretending to be your dad, and I had, I, I think this potion, you know, basically gave him access to a, a decent amount of the, her dad's memories and stuff because he he was saying stuff that he didn't actually know necessarily. Right. So he really but, should have known about the prayer thing. But you know, uh, through the whole like interacting and uh, dealing with her and remembering all those memories and everything, I would have been like, you know what? I'm going to change back to Jafar and I'm going to be real with her. I'm going to be like, Hey, I'm trying to get my dad to love me. You, you think you can help me out and give me one of those wishes. And I think Alice would at least consider it. Yeah, she would have. Yeah. But I, I, I just, I, I don't understand why he didn't try that, especially when he realized how much Alice would have gotten it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, but you know, you know, I, I, it's just a, a minor quibble, a minor quibble. Minor quibble. <laughs> well, with one wish left, do you think she'll give that wish to Will because she did promise him a wish? See, I don't think Will would ask for it at this point because no. I, I think at this point, I, I, at this point, I don't think Will's in it for the wish. He's in it just because he wants to do the right thing and help his friend. Yeah, it's kind of the impression I've got. The only thing I have to wonder about that is at the end of the day, he still doesn't have his heart. So I'm, I'm wondering if someone's going to get his heart and either control him or if 
you know, whenever he talks about, like, himself and stuff, he might care for Alice, but, like, you know, it's really, I, I you can kind of tell it's hard for him to take emotions in on himself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I'm wondering if he'll personally struggle with taking a wish or not, and, like, whether or not, yeah, I'm going to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I, lost, no, I lost my train of thought. No, I think he will struggle with it. He'll go bloody hell and try and decide whether or not he's going to Bloody hell, Alice. Bloody hell, Alice. Bloody um, hell, Alice. I was a werewolf six months ago. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, uh, Emery, you had a point there? Well, this sort of perfectly leads into my, Cyrus has escaped. Don't save me. Save him. Click. Oops, I'm going to use my second wish and save you. Seriously, Alice. When are you going to stop using that trick when it stops working? That was the exact exchange, and Jafar was completely right. He was completely right. So now who is he going to dangle over a cliff like, or turn to stone or – I don't know. I was just like – I seriously sat there sort of how we just went stupid, stupid, stupid Harry and went stupid, stupid, stupid Alice. But but that's the other side. Like she's going to let her father die? Uh, especially after he gave that big monologue about you know you were right i was wrong i was stupid you were smart uh, now let me die and i don't how heartless would she have been to let him die at that point especially after he at least tried to set right what once went wrong because he's sam from quantum leap i was really just about to say <laughs> i realized um, it as i was saying it. i was like wait a second i'm going into a quantum leap the leap back to victoria I mean, because, london <laughs> that would also be just like as you said really heartless because like she now has to think like he does have another family at home and However, however close to fake Victorian England is to our real Victorian England, you know, like the mom wouldn't really probably be allowed to like take a job. Like he has people to care for at home as well mm-hmm. in fake Victorian England. I'm a bad person. I'd probably let him die since he said let me die. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll throw your dad off a cliff. Well, let's see. No! No, my dad, that dad. I have a good dad. Let's see. Hope wants to drown a kid. Amory wants to kill some guy. I think I'm the only one without blood on my hands in this episode. So far, we're not done yet. And this episode of Greetings from Storybrooke, we all go to hell and back. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, uh, so Hope, uh, you had a point here? (laughs) (laughs) That's fine. Go ahead. Uh, Aladdin. Aladdin. Oh, I was just wondering when we we're going to see Aladdin. And yeah, I, me too. I, it seems really late that we haven't seen Aladdin yet. I mean, granted, it's also been really late. We haven't gotten other characters in, in the main show. Um, like Ariel. They've mentioned Ariel in season one, and they, we didn't get her until season three. Well, that's um, because they couldn't figure out how to work her in. Well, and I, yeah, but at the same time, um, I've kind of been thinking from the beginning that Cyrus might be Aladdin, and because we don't know how are genies mythical creatures? Are they people turned into genies? Like, I'm yeah, so that was a little unclear to me. Yeah, Cyrus. Yeah, like I've been kind of, I kind of was thinking for a while, like maybe when you're a genie, if because oh, Cyrus even says in like the, I think it was the second episode, if people you know wish for a genie to be free, there's consequences, and uh, right. so I was, I was wondering like maybe he was Aladdin, and when he wished his genie free, he became the new genie. I was thinking that too, yeah. So like I'm still trying to figure out like whether or not they're magical creatures, like mythical creatures, like the fairies. I I don't really classify the fairies as actual literal people, like classify them as mythical creatures yeah yeah it's hard to say it's like it it seems like if if he was aladdin why not just call him aladdin but in why make it a mystery uh but i i I would like to i think uh 
you know, the main series generally, if they're going to introduce a a secondary character in a fairy tale story, they do it when they introduce the primary character. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they don't they don't kind of like hold off. I don't know. They don't introduce uh, Cinderella, then hold off on the fairy godmother. Like you got them both in the same episode, <laughs> even though the fairy godmother was basically it wasn't Rumple in disguise. Probably, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it just seems weird that. Unless Cyrus, if Cyrus is Aladdin, it makes sense. But to to go this far without seeing him, it seems a little weird. I hopefully we'll get that resolution next week, though. Yeah, uh, they they needed to work on some of their cinematography a little bit because I didn't need two scenes of him out cold on a beach. Yeah, <laughs> one thing. Why did it take until like the last twelve seconds of the show for him to wake up? I don't know. Yeah, that was that was like the lamest cliffhanger in the world. Oh, he woke up. And then he yeah. said, Alice. I knew that one was killing Alice. Like, ha- have, him, have him wake up and, like, have Jafar standing there or something. Yeah, that would have been good. Interesting or something. God, their romance bothers me. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so that dragon in, in to, uh, the, not tonight's episode, it was a few nights ago, but in this week's episode, was that, was that supposed to be the Jabberwock or was it just supposed to be a random yeah. dragon? Didn't they say that Alice already defeated the Jabberwock? Yeah. Did or they, no, Bandersnatch, never mind. No, I thought she defeated the Jabberwock in her last visit. Yeah. But did did you, did they say that directly? I don't know. I think they did, but I don't remember. That was like several episodes Well, ago. you know what? I'm going to save my point, guys. I'm going to say the Jabberwocks are a species, not a, <laughs> a particular creature. So I'm going to say this was another Jabberwock, and they Jabberwock meet. And I saved my point, so go ahead, Anne-Marie, with yours. <laughs> And your, yours might need saving, too, because you call it a long shot. Straight up lean, but it's like, a long shot. The Bandersnatch in the original was like a single creature, but in this we see that there are at least two Bandersnatches because they take a mate. So yeah. there could be a species of Jabberwock. There definitely could. It, it, it was believable enough for me to think that I could save my point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, so my long shot. Jafar's mom's a healer. When she died, it sort of had a little bit of the magic, dusty stuff come off of her. Mm -hmm. Then when Jafar is dead, rolled up in a rug, a magical wave of dusty stuff comes over him and he comes back to life. His mom saved him. That's all I'm saying. I'm worried about that. That was so weird. That was really weird. I definitely got the impression that uh, it might be a a family thing, his whole magical power thing. Uh, It might have been genetic. So is the serpent lady his cousin, and that's a really gross relationship? So, wait, I'm going to go away from (laughs) this point and say, like, is this maybe another example of blood magic? Ah, the blood magic. Which I really like. Actually, the the whole the whole uh, changey juice uh, is what we're gonna call it now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Holly juice potion. (laughs) But the the changey juice, I I kind of got the blood mat. Maybe it was just because that's been a thing the past couple weeks on the main show too. (laughs) But you know that he was using blood for it. It it kind kind of gave that air a little bit of the blood magic air too. I don't understand this show, like, drinking and eating body parts. <laughs> yeah. Because in the main show, there was a time where someone, like, drank hair in a potion, and, oh, God, like, what is with this show? <laughs> well, it's, it's it's steeped in, you know, uh, medieval European mythology. Uh, they, they, they they were freaks back then. They were they were two true true freaks. Oh, hell, really? but I'm saying. <laughs> hey, there's my, my network that I never introduced. <laughs> we'll yes, just carry that for you. Uh, 
well, you can plug it at the end. They'll get, okay. they'll get it at the end. It'll be one of those callbacks before it happens kind of thing. <laughs> okay, and Hoba, you had one last point to close us out here. So I, I do, they dropped a huge bomb of foreshadowing in this episode. Um, in the last episode, yeah, I kind of got the feeling that there is something a little bit weird with Alice's stepmom. Um, and she, you know, and you guys talked about it a little bit in your last episode where you were saying, you know, like maybe she was just reacting like any sane adult would, and which makes sense. Yeah. And, you know, she was trying really hard to like marry Alice away and like getting her out of her house and like getting her away from her daughter, which I can kind of see because there's this crazy person coming to your house. Mm-hmm. But then after Alice makes her wish, Will says, you know, all wishes have consequences. Very next scene, we see the dad with the stepmom. Mm-hmm. And I totally am calling foreshadowing on that one because I, I think they're trying to tell us, hey, this is the consequence. You need to watch this person. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I believe I, it. Like I, either she's going to do something against Alice's dad, or when Al, whenever Alice makes it back to Victorian, uh, I saw you just delete out the other thing. Oh, you that. But I, you know, once she gets back to Victorian England, I think that the stepmom is definitely going to be a force to be reckoned with. Almost in, like you said, you know, just the way they. Uh, put those scenes next to each other and everything it almost seems like the stepmother might be an adversary more than just trying to keep alice and her dad from being happy as as a family you know like maybe she might tie back into wonderland maybe she was sent there by someone or something maybe she was the white queen dun 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 okay that'd be a good one i I love when those moments happen to me victorian england has magic you just saw through the matrix Yeah, I I want to know if fake Victorian England has magic, and if so, like maybe the White Queen is trying to take over fake Victorian England, and it's the stepmom. Once upon a time in fake Victorian England is next. It is. Season. They confirmed it. It's not Belfire's <laughs> London. They're two separate Londons. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, two two, two completely separate realities. But uh, let's see here. Okay, now now comes the time when we have to uh, quantify the episode. <laughs> What's that? I said my last point. (laughs) 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 Cinderella and Anastasia are sisters. I'm done. Go on. (laughs) Okay. So that could be that. I I like that. No, it is because she said, the mother said to Anastasia, your sister is now a princess. And uh, in the very first episode, we see Cinderella. Like, why not tie that back to Storybrooke and bring that back? And Cinderella's sister was named Anastasia. This is, but wouldn't there still be, was Cinderella, wouldn't there still be like a stepsister unaccounted for? A stepsister? Because didn't she have two? Yeah, there could be. I mean, uh, that's just my theory. And no, they, I do I do like that, though. I like that. I do like that. And the, the Cinderella episode was like, what, like episode three? So it's something that they could change. Like maybe she had more stepsisters, but I think that Anastasia and Cinderella are stepsisters, especially since we have seen Cinderella already in the show. Okay, you can do your ratings. Okay, arbitrary <laughs> scale. Arbitrary. I'll start with Amory. Okay. Amory, arbitrary scale. Out of seven vials of Alice's dad's blood, how many vials of Alice's dad's blood would you give this episode? <laughs> um, four point eight two vials of Alice's dad's blood. Why? And what is the blood type? <laughs> it is blood type B. And no, it's A for Alice. Duh. <laughs> I never claimed to be smart. I never claimed to be smart. <laughs> um, no, like it was it was pretty good. It wasn't excellent by any stretch of my imagination, mm. but it wasn't so bad. Definite room for improvement. Hoping that the mid-season finale is 
well, something to write home about. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, but I didn't hate it. Okay. Hope, so. uh, out of seven vials of Alice's dad's blood, how many vials would you give? And we already know the type. Uh, would it be a dark maroon red or a bright uh, kind of uh, royal red? Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I'd probably give it a... Uh, Probably about a 4.5, and then I'd be vomiting after I drank it. Uh, <laughs> so it'd probably be kind of a green color. <laughs> okay, that's fair. No, um, nice. I, I, I agree. It, like, it wasn't as good as last week's. Um, last week's was definitely my favorite of the season so far. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't as bad as some of the other ones. Like, I, I still think episode two was the lowest of yeah. all of them, which sucks because it's the main love story. Uh, the main snuff story that they won't actually explore um and so yeah i I agree like you know it was good it wasn't great but um it it wasn't bad and i enjoyed seeing more of jafar's backstory and seeing like his reasons why and i'm hoping we get more tie-ins soon with the main series okay i think i i disliked it a little more than you guys did i'm going to give it a 2.5 2.5 vials of blood. That's barely enough blood to change well, hair. And, and the blood, the blood will t- the blood will taste like tobacco based on his mustache. Oh my god, um, it's just like sped out coffee. <laughs> <laughs> He's smoking but, pipe. But yeah, it was just like this was one of those episodes, and I ha- I have one of these every other episode, like I was saying earlier, where and I, I went out on Twitter. I finally I finally tweeted out the tweet I've been wanting to tweet. Ancient Chinese curse. Have the show that you do a podcast about get a spinoff. This was one of those weeks for me where I was like, man, why did Once Upon a Time have to get a spinoff? I don't feel like watching this twice. But you know what? At the second time, it was a little better. And I've enjoyed talking about it with both of you. So, I mean, I guess I guess it wasn't all bad, right? Yeah. So maybe it was three vials. Three vials. I, yeah, well, two, 3.75. 2. So what, what's your percentage on this? <laughs> uh, you know what? I'll give it 2.5 vials, but I'll give it a little uh, kind of smaller vial full of his saliva, too. Yep, so will stick a cork in it. <laughs> a, a diamond cork. Diamond <laughs> cork. Okay, uh, so yeah, that's about it for this week. We'll discuss next week's episode, which I believe is the half-season finale. Um, you know what, we d- we didn't touch on this. Up, I don't know if we did or not at the top of the episode, but we're kind of reconsidering our Wonderland strategy. Yeah, <laughs> um, in case you can't tell. Uh, basically, <laughs> you know, we've been talking the entire uh, season so far how we're expecting this to really hook back into the main series in some major way. We talked about it. This episode, maybe the whole changing the rules of magic thing might be it. They maybe maybe they're bringing a character back over, like roll back over to the main series. Nave, yeah, definitely. Oh, it has to be the Nave, or I'm going to be so upset. He has to be one of them. But you know, so we're going to see how the finale goes next week. Uh, We're going to you know do next week's episode as normal, release on Saturday night, like like normal, and then we're going to make some decisions (laughs) on uh, how we're going to approach next half season. We've talked. We've talked a couple different things, like maybe like grouping the episodes up, like saving two or three episodes up and doing like one or two episodes of uh, the Wonderland podcast a month. We've talked about maybe in the main show, saving five or ten minutes at the end after we deal with the main series to talk about once, maybe collecting those up every couple episodes and throwing them on this feed. I see. I actually, if you're if you're subscribed to the main Wonderland feed, let us know because if one person contacts us and lets us know, we'll try not to let the feed die. We'll try and figure out right. some way to have stuff definitely going out on that feed every week. If not, we might let the feed die. Um, so I'll tweet well, you. 
<laughs> see, but you listen to the main show though, because I, I listen to both. So, but see, it, the the Wonderland show also goes out on the main show feed. So if you're on the main show feed, you get both. But there, we also have a separate that just has the Wonderland episodes on it. Mm. So we're, we're curious if anyone's on that. So you know, email us greetings from Storybrook at gmail dot com. Tweet us uh, at GF Storybrook, like Hope said there. But you know, we'll be making some decisions. Next week, I'm I'm pretty sure we'll definitely know whether or not we're going to be doing keeping the same format every week with a guest. Uh, you know for sure after we see next week's episode. So stay can tuned I, for. Oh, go ahead. Can I weigh in? Yeah, sure. Weigh in. Because uh, I since I listen to both your shows and I I watch both shows religiously. I think if you're going to change the format at all, um, I would save like a few Wonderland episodes at a time and almost do it like a roundtable format. That way you can have a couple guests on and that way you won't be like, oh, we have to get on a guest every single week. And I like the fact that you guys separate Wonderland from once because as I, as I mentioned, they are two very different shows. And I, I think if you put it like at the tail end of a Once Upon a Time episode, it's going to muddle it together when they really are two separate entities. Yeah, I, I definitely, and I, I mean, it, at least in my head, and I, Amory could totally definitely feel a different way, but that's kind of how I'm leaning. It's just because I know that uh, when we we missed a week on the Wonderland and we kind of doubled up to discuss with Rebecca and Snow Bunny a few weeks ago, Deb, 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 a few weeks ago, <laughs> that it, it ended up being a, a very strong episode yeah. overall, and it, it felt really strong. So I, I thought maybe that might be a, a better way to go going forward, but we'll figure it out. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we've got like 12 you. weeks to figure it out or something ridiculous. <laughs> yes, yeah. we do. But uh, usually here we would have have an ad. We're not going to have one this week because we didn't feel like uh, looking some stuff up. Uh, but I'll, I'll say, you know what? You should go read books. Yeah. Yeah. yeah go, 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 go read. A, go read my book. Dog Boy. Dennis there we go. Eve's Available at dogboyadventures.com or you can go straight to the Amazon page bit.ly slash dogboybook. And now on to the news. See, Skype always messes that up, darn it. No, I started early on purpose. <laughs> I've been waiting for right. that. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, I love so- that that's a highlight for our guests, by the way, because <laughs> we <laughs> just randomly started it. Okay, so first off, we have uh, the ratings here. They got uh, 3.61 million viewers and 1.0 on the key demo. And I'm, I'm pulling the uh, quote directly from Hit, Hitflix, or HitFix.com where we got this here. They said, oddly, Once Upon a Time in Wonderland was slightly up in young viewers. But that may be related to ABC having the NFL preemption in Houston. So basically, kids in Houston who were expecting to watch football or the Watch reason once. that oddly once upon a time in wonderland had a couple more viewers than normal God <laughs> young... they want to watch tv <laughs> i just thought it was really funny how they phrased that like they just started the the sentence oddly like this show has viewers it was, it was its own paragraph <laughs> like, it was a straight up own paragraph isn't oddly. it weird how once upon a time in wonderland is doing a little better isn't that weird <laughs> it's, just, uh, it's just weird i want to watch actual like tv and not football what is going on yeah, but no anti sports. I'm I know a diehard every... Braves fan, born and raised man. Uh, I actually get mad at Adam when he tweets about Yankees. We we might have gotten to a few heated debates. Black and yellow, black and yellow. But uh, <laughs> I, I, as a uh, you know, since I know everybody out there wants to go look at the full Sunday or Thursday night ratings for all the networks, uh, we'll have links to this in the show notes. The greetings from Storybook. Okay, I'm going to comment on it. I'm going to comment on it before the yeah. Oh. So this was up against the live uh, sound of music. Oh, yes. Yes. 
Yeah. I I swear everybody in America was watching either The Sound of Music or Big Bang Theory. And and that's the thing. Like, if they're going to continue this into next, like, the next half and next year, they need to get it out of the 8 o'clock time slot. That's a horrible time slot for it. They do. They need need to take it to Sunday night. They need to put it at 9 p.m. Sunday night is what they need to do. Shoot, I'd be happy if they put it at 7. Even if they just move it at 9, like, put it in Grey's Anatomy spot. Like, that would just make it... Do it, make it do so much better. Right. With so a good you lead guys, out. I have to, like, you guys are hating on my Bang, Big, Big Bang Theory. I love Big Bang Theory. There's yeah, Emery no likes it. I'm the one who was hating on it. Well, do you know, you were, you guys totally gave out wrong information in your very first Wonderland episode. Oh, did we? What, I, what did go we ahead, do? correct us. We love to be corrected. So. Oh, Big Bang Perfectly. Theory does not use laugh tracks. Oh, that's a him than me. That's not. That's too smart for me. Did oh, I yeah, say because... something about laugh tracks? Oh or yeah, the... you're Cause, cause I guessed, and you both were going off about it. And because the thing is, like, if you watch the blooper reels, they talk to the audience. Uh, the the actors or the writers, if a joke falls flat, they'll actually stop filming and go back and rewrite the joke, and they'll keep mm-hmm. trying it. And usually by that time, they're on take take fifteen or twenty, and it, the stakes are so high that it's funny when they actually get it. The ladies from Big Bang Buzz podcast have attended several filmings and several takes, and they're going to be on my show in the next month. Yay! <laughs> I thought I would plug that one out there. And finally, Bob Newhart was has been a guest twice, and he absolutely refused to be on a show with a laugh track because of what happened on his show when he was younger. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, uh-huh. we've learned something now. Fair enough. I, I apologize for I still don't like the show, though, Hope. Ah! No, I was like, when you said that in your very first Wonderland episode, I was just like, Bill, I was like driving my car and I was like, no, Bill, that's not right. You know what? You totally should have been because the sad thing is, is I I knew that they didn't use the laugh track. I th- I, th- I think I have heard they do sweeten it a little bit, but that I know that they definitely go for for the live reaction. So if I said that, it was from a position of ignorance. I don't know what I was thinking. And you were correct. Uh, he may to have had too me. much magic juice that night. Yes. Yes. The magic dating. juice. I blame the magic that juice. one i i was waiting because by that time you had already asked like hey would this be something you'd be interested <laughs> on being in wonderland and by that time i was just like oh i will wait <laughs> <laughs> so you had that you had that bugaboo just waiting for, oh my gosh yes i've been sitting on it for a while now <laughs> okay and we also that sad? that's my life <laughs> no judgments here no judgments here you, you, i i don't want to tell you how many hours I wasted looking up, uh, you know, speculation on the Doctor Who 50th anniversary. Oh, episode. you really oh, don't want to know. It was so good. It was I a part-time job. Episode oh. yet, but I'm excited for it. Oh, you definitely do. Uh, we had uh, uh, Patrick, uh, in a, anyone else out there, if you didn't catch our 50th episode about Day of the Doctor, weird because it's a Once Upon a Time podcast, but check it out. We had Patrick Delahanty, who's a huge Who head, and Snow Bunny, who's a, who's a favorite past guest on. So uh, definitely check that out. And we also have uh, the... You can get that at greetingsfromstorybrook.com, where you can also get the link to the preview for next week's episode. <laughs> which we're going to talk about right now. Thank you. <laughs> yes, which we're talking about. Let's see. There's some uh, making out with Cyrus and Alice. Yeah. Uh, Jafar breaks a bottle. They yep. meet each other in a field. And there's a big magic, uh, almost looks like a curse cloud or something rolling into Wonderland there. I wonder what all that's about. But all, uh, all I want is background, more background with Cyrus and Alice. Because they're the main couple on the show, and they've only had one episode, while everybody else has had two or more. And I hope we actually get to see more of them falling in love. Because as of right now, you can you can tell us all day they're in love, but mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't register as well unless we get to see it. 
Yeah, well, if nothing else, it looks like we're definitely going to get some more foreground of them, some more of them in the present day. So, you know, a lot of times, you know, if some uh, situation takes focus, you know, in the present day, then they, they have some decent flashbacks for it, too. But we'll yes. see because we haven't really got uh, many flashbacks. No, never mind. This episode was completely flashback. I'm on crack. So let's move on to the listener questions and feedback. This is a quality episode, everyone. <laughs> it this is. is quality. It's wonderful. Uh, we, we always everyone so far, but I might be biased. <laughs> <laughs> but we we always love to hear from you, especially right after you've heard the episode. Uh, we do record these on Saturday nights, but if you want to rate it on Thursday night, right after you watch the episode, you can go and write us uh, at greetingsfromstorybrook at gmail.com. You can tweet us at gfstorybrook. You can hit us up on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash greetingsfromstorybrook. We did have a Google Plus uh, page uh, link in here, too. Google.com slash plus greetings from Storybrook. And you can leave us a voicemail, which is our favorite, at 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And we actually have a voicemail here that we didn't get a chance to listen to uh or it came in last week. It came in after, after we, recorded. we recorded it. So we'll go ahead and play it here and then respond to it. Hey guys, greetings from Bradenton. Robert here again. Bloody hell, the name sure says sure says bloody hell a lot, doesn't he? As soon as I heard Alice's new mother correct her father by saying half sister, I knew I wasn't going to like her one bit. But it was. I did find it nice how they tried to knock some sense and sensibility into Alice by introducing Jane Eyre as Mister Darcy. Uh. That's the first fictional character of Victorian England I can uh, remember being on the show, so I'm pretty sure that firmly, firmly establishes uh, Alice in Victorian England. Uh, the Black Forest. I finally get to know where Subway's Black Forest ham comes from. <laughs> but uh, that forest was creepy as heck. Uh, the faces in the trees and the creepy carpenter with the saw, that was definitely creepy. Um, I'm saying creepy almost as much as he said bloody hell. <laughs> but uh, it was interesting to see, uh, to hear the knave still doesn't have his heart. I wonder where his heart is. Huh. Thank you, Robert from Bradington. Um, yeah. We love getting voicemails. They make us happy. Yeah, unfortunately, I, that one, I think it came in like right after we finished recording last week. Yeah, pretty much. It was, yeah, we couldn't even go back to like talk about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, I liked the bringing back of Mr. Darcy. Mm-hmm. And sort of pulling that more, well, fictitious world into this fictitious world. Um, and, and I enjoyed the where the Black Forest ham comes from. <laughs> I, I like, spilled in delight when I saw Darcy. I was just like, really? Yay! But I also feel like those literary characters opposed to like the fairy tale characters and seeing them like together in like one area. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, let's see, uh, we didn't get much more feedback. Uh, we did get a couple. There's uh, a couple on the Facebook. On the Facebook. I'm looking at them right now. Uh, let's you? see, from from when uh, we got, I think Alice's father will go mad at the as the at the cost of his as the cost of his return trip home and then end up in the asylum. I could Which definitely see that. Which is sort of what we, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, lo- he looked a little shaken there. Uh, and uh, Deb 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 Snow Bunny. Uh, <laughs> Deb 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 Deb. I get more Southern every time I say it too. Well, you've uh, been in Georgia for over three years. Welcome to our I was uh, I was born and raised here. You're not Southern. <laughs> no, he's really not. I was actually I was actually born and raised in uh, Houston, Texas. So I am a little. Uh, but uh, that's not real Southern. That's Texas. That's like a whole other country. It is a whole other country. 
<laughs> but uh, let's see. I, uh, Deb says here, I think Alice is out of wishes. I thought she promised one to the knave and she has already used two. I like this episode and was glad we finally figured out the cage man was Jafar's papa. Looks like Jafar wants Alice's wishes to make uh, his father love him. I am only guessing. Excited for this episode. Can't wait to hear it. Uh, Deb, 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 a.k.a. Snow Bunny. Uh, Thank you very much, uh, Snow Bunny. And let's see. Was there anyone else? No, a bunch more from Hope being like, hey. Uh, Oh, yeah. We had one from Michelle here that says, is anyone still watching it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, apparently people in Houston are watching it extra now. Yes. People were really excited about it when I was at Enchanticon. Like a lot of people were, were like, "Oh no, I'm missing Once Wonderland tonight." And like they were like, re- "We we talked a little bit about it on my panel." Like so, it's it's so strong. I would say like in a smaller part of the fandom, it, like just like the people who aren't quite as loud about it, or maybe it's just that people are so loud about the main series <laughs> that the people who are excited about super excited about Wonderland just kind of get drowned out there a little bit. But, you know, like I said, uh, up at the top again, if you want to contact us, uh, you can get a hold of us. Uh, greetings from Storybrook at gmail.com is the email. Uh, Twitter is at GF Storybrook and voicemail preferred method 424-274-2352. Uh, links to everything we've talked about in today's episode will be available at our website at greetingsfromstorybrook.com. Now, Hope, where can people find you? <laughs> I'm everywhere. <laughs> everywhere. No, um, I have a podcast of my own. It's called Hope of All Trades, mm-hmm. and it's it's uh, kind of a jack of all trades podcast because I'm in too many fandoms that I can't count. Mm-hmm. And I've done everything from uh, reviews of Iron Man two to comic books. I've done. Vi- I'm about to do a Pokemon X and Y review in a couple months with a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done several once specials. I and it's part of a network called Two True Freaks. We run about 20 regular shows from Walking Dead Wednesdays to Star Wars Monthly Mondays. I'm a regular on Who True Freaks, which is our Doctor Who show. I've, I've been on those episodes several times. Um, so yeah, Two True Freaks, uh, look me up, Hope of All Trades. And I also have a Once Upon a Time blog called onceuponanobsession.tumblr.com. And I love Twitter. I'm on there more than I should be. At Hope Molinax, which is M-U-L-L-I-N-A-X. And I'm not going to tell you how to spell Hope. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows. H O P E E E. Yeah, we'll 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 have links to all your stuff up on on the show notes too. Uh, Amory, where can people find you besides this wonderful podcast? You can find me wasting my life away on Twitter as well at AMD Simone. <laughs> Thank you, social media, for being nice and easy. Um, and then there's my slightly dying, but I'm trying to revive it blog of crunchy, crafty, and highly caffeinated.wordpress.com. I like your blog. <laughs> guys, you actually go to it. It's fantastic. <laughs> I try. No, it's so wonderful. Like, guys, like seriously, go read Bill's book and Anne Marie's blog. Like, they're both two fantastic things. And you have to leave voicemails because voicemails is the best way to get in touch with them, and they love it. Like, seriously, like support us, podcasters. We love you. You know what? I think Hope just became my favorite guest we've ever had on the show. No reason. No reason. I love you guys' show. Like, I think that's half the fun of being here because I'm also very much a fan of your show. While like being here so. well, you did pretty good about not getting so into the show that you forgot that you were on it so that's good <laughs> uh, now as for me you can find me on twitter at bill meeks uh my google plus account is google.com slash plus bill meeks and as i mentioned earlier in the episode i wrote a book it's called dog boy den of thieves you can find out more about that at dogboyadventures.com. and uh, i guess that's it 
Wonderbrookland. Yeah. So so until um well no I won't I won't do the close yet. Not do no. the close yet. We have one more episode of Wonderland left for this half season. So we'll be back next Saturday night with an announcement of some sort. We may be here in the future. We may not be. We may. Uh, we'll at least have one podcast a week next. I I yeah, hope you guys are next still semester here. Cause... We're not in school. I'm still holding out for Once Upon a Time in Oz, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, we, we've actually Oz. talked about that, too. Yeah. About Dude, how- I, I'm totally calling that Dr. Will is Oz, and he got there from traveling with Jefferson since he was a teenager. You can read that on my blog, too. I've been writing that. <laughs> nice. but So we will be back next week, and uh, let's see. I. Yeah, yeah. So I, 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 I kind of uh, screwed the pooch on the uh, the outro there. So I'm going to approach it again after saying a bunch of other stuff to kind of breaking up. And uh, yeah, so I guess until next week. Greetings, greetings from, from Wonderbrook. 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 <laughs>